Hello and welcome to another episode of The Amateur Animal Psychic with Casey Glendinder. I'm your host, Casey Glendinder, The Amateur Animal Psychic. I am legally obligated to tell you that I've received no certification from any governing body of psychic or animal care professionals. Now, although I might be missing the proper credentials, I do possess a gift. A gift I like to use to help you form a better relationship with the animals in your life. In this edition, I'd like to take some time to discuss a serious topic. Every year, hundreds of pet owners have faced the same tragedy. In knowing circles, it's fearfully referred to as the Great Silent Killer or the Big Pop. But the technical term is spontaneous guinea pig combustion. Today, we are going to take a look at spontaneous guinea pig combustion to learn more about its history and current prevalence. We'll also take some time to discuss possible causes and prevention. We'll hear first-hand accounts from guinea pig owners and experts to get a holistic view of this epidemic plaguing our pets. So sit back and enjoy our very special episode. Spontaneous guinea pig combustion, or SGPC, is most simply described as a combustion of a living or recently deceased guinea pig without an apparent source of ignition. And it happens more often than you might realize. We were in the kitchen when we could hear fluffers chattering in the other room. Our first guess was that the water bottle was empty all, all week. Fluffers have been going through water bottles very quickly, one after the other. Well, a moment later, <laughs> we heard a, a loud pop and then the silence after that. We looked into the, into the hut uh, and the fluffers was gone. There's just this little pile of ash. Stories like that happen more often than you might think. Today, many guinea pig owners have faced a similar circumstance or likely know someone else who has. In 2017, the United States saw a record number of 744 reported guinea pig combustions. Time after time, guinea pig owners are forced to watch in horror as they ask themselves if there's something they could have done differently. Well, one minute, little Junebug was exploring the living room in his little plastic ball, and then, just out of nowhere, the ball just rocketed across the room in a flaming blaze of glory, like it had been shot out of a cannon. And what it felt like the 4th of July wasn't so sad. Before we can truly understand guinea pig combustion, we must first take a look at its history. The earliest documented cases of SGPC have dated back as far as 1814 in the private journals of the Dutch scientist Anouk Beenhuer. She wrote the following. My studies of these loving yet highly volatile creatures have revealed more questions than answers. I will continue to adjust the necessary parameters to find the root of this issue and hopefully one day devise a cure for their ailments. For years, the spontaneous combustion of Cavia Percellus has been attributed to the work of witchcraft or ghouls, but I refuse to give countenance to such an absurdity. Bean Hoover's work was widely disparaged and she was regarded as a laughingstock. Reputable journals were quick to brush aside her experiments as outlandish and called her insulting terms such as saddle goose, fop doodle, and woman. Bean Hoover lived in quiet seclusion until 1839 when she found her big break. Using the fake name Dr. Reuben de Groot, she was able to submit her research to the Netherlands Journal of Rodent Husbandry and see her work finally published. Dr. de Groot was widely beloved by his peers. Many remarked upon his groundbreaking theories as well as his prodigious mustache and perky breasts. Bean Hoer continued to live her life under the guise of Reuben de Groot. 
she set up a laboratory in Rotterdam to continue her research until her eventual death in a carnival-adjacent accident. Her grandnephew Lars Vroom would continue her work years later until he incurred a series of gambling debts from an addiction to newt fights. Vroom was forced to sell the De Groot lab to Burhan Berker, an investor from the Ottoman Empire, for a total of 3,800 ducats. Berker would go on to use Bean Hoover's original research to create the Guinea Bomb, a devastating projectile weapon used by Central Powers in the First Great War. The following is an excerpt from an Ally soldier's journal. It is hard to hear the squeaking over the sound of gunfire, but you never miss that smell. That smell of burning hair as a flaming guinea pig screams through the air towards the trenches. If I live long enough to make it home, I don't think I will ever forget that smell. The use of guinea bombs was banned with the establishment of the Geneva Conventions. Research into SGPC continues today with a focus beyond military applications. After a short break, we'll check in with scientists at UC Merced about the work they're doing today in the field of rodent combustion. Hey listener, in honor of Spontaneous Guinea Pig Awareness, your friends at Trundles are looking to lend a helping hand. All this month, if you purchase any day-old baked goods, a portion of our profits will be donated to SAGSCED, the Students Against Guinea Swine Combustion, Eruption, and Detonation. Just tell your cashier, this one's for the pigs. And 17% of your total will be donated straight to SAGSCADE to further guinea pig combustion research. And it's only available at Trundles, located off of historic Route 26 in Brownsville. Scientists at UC Merced are looking to find what causes guinea pigs to be so combustible. I had a chance to visit their facility and speak with lead researcher, Dr. Caroline Bunce. What's our heart rate? 270? Let me see that EKG. Hey guys, can we get an IV? Oh, shirt. Dean, can you get the fire extinguisher? Dr. Bunce has been studying SGPC at the university for seven years. For her, the battle's personal. I guess it all goes back to when I had my first pig when I was about 12. We were incredibly close, and to see him combust the way he did was really difficult. So far, Dr. Bunce's team has been diligently working long hours to find an answer, and their research has been published in a number of scholarly journals. The lab houses dozens of guinea pigs at any given time that are under constant observations. Every movement and every week is a data point. For these researchers, every tiny explosion is one step closer to finding a cure. The work we do here may be funded by federal grants, but at the end of the day, we're working for the guinea pigs. In our lab, we have a sign hanging above the door that says, Pigs First. It's the first thing we see when we come in and the last thing we see when we leave. It's a double-sided sign. For those previously familiar with SGPC, it is well documented that combustion rates have trended upwards over recent years. More and more pet owners are becoming aware and it's caused a great deal of concern in the community. Guinea pig owners have been demanding an answer why. Dr. Bunce has some theories of her own. It's no secret that SGPC is getting more common every day. Our current research is actually showing that it may be linked to the increased prevalence of cell phones and other types of new technology. 
We don't have a definitive answer yet, but just to be safe, we recommend keeping your wireless router in a separate room from your pets. At this time, it looks like there could be multiple factors at play for why this is happening. I asked Dr. Bunce if there were any warning signs that guinea pig owners should be on the lookout for. There are a few things that you might see. Um, extra fuzziness, higher pitched weaking, and drinking excessive water. In another part of the country, similar research is being conducted, but for different reasons. For some people, guinea pig combustion is seen as a feature, not a glitch. These people identify themselves as pig poppers in search of the great thrill of seeing a guinea pig combust. I spoke with Marcus Herringboot III in Newark, New Jersey. Listen, every guinea pig eventually explodes. This is a scientific fact. I know this, you know this, and the guinea pig connoisseurs know this. I would even go so far as to say is that it's one of the reasons people like G-pigs in the first place. Herring Boot is the sole proprietor of Papa Mark's Poppin' Pigs. He is a guinea pig breeder and dealer that specializes in combustion. His business serves clients all over the world looking for guinea pigs that are guaranteed to combust. People don't want to wait around for their guinea pigs to pop. They want it bigger, they want it faster, they want it brighter. That's what we specialize in here. Designer combustible guinea pigs. Our guinea pigs are guaranteed to pop in six weeks tops. Marcus believes and has advertised that there are genetic links to the combustibility of guinea pigs that can make certain family lines more or less likely to pop. Clients have been known to pay top dollar for some of these treasured bloodlines. We've been meticulous in our breeding decisions. In the early days, I'll admit, there was a lot of guesswork. We lost a lot of good pigs. But today, we got it down to a science. No pigs burn brighter than ours. Dr. Bunce at UC Merced and similar researchers have reached out to Herring Boot in the past for assistance, but Marcus has insisted on safeguarding his research. Will we ever truly know the cause for spontaneous guinea pig combustion? It's hard to say. The answers could be just around the corner or even a lifetime away. Only time will tell. Until then, keep your loved ones close and stay vigilant of the warning signs. And that's all the time we have for this edition of The Amateur Animal Psychic. I've been your host, Casey Glenn Dinder. If you'd enjoyed the show, be sure to subscribe and leave us a nice rating on iTunes. If you need to get in touch with me for any reason at all, you can email me. My address is caseypets31 at aol.com. You can also find me on Twitter and Instagram at caseypets31. Our producers are Candace Gornt and Mike Marazzi. Our theme music is by Big Town Boulevard. Special thanks to all of our special guests. In order of appearance, they were Jason Slavin, Alex Ford, Jenny Gentz, Ty, who is the host and DM of the podcast Side Character Quest, Grace Marazzi, and Andrew Beam of The Porgcast. You can find more details, including information about these shows and social media handles in the episode description below. And remember... Anyone can talk to the animals, but are you willing to listen? We'll see you next time. <laughs>